Hey y'all, I'm your host, Jaquela Lynn, aka Coach Quay, the productivity coach and your motivational queen. And this is the Productive Mompreneur Show. This podcast is for mompreneurs who want tips to be more productive in their family life and their business. Because God so freely gave these tools to me, I will give you everything you need. Do you need motivation? Motivation. And where should you go? Coach Quay. Maybe you might need some stimulation. Stimulation. Who got that? Coach Quay. Coupled with some determination. Determination. You already know. Coach Quay. And given that supernatural inspiration. inspiration. Oh, yeah. Coach Quay. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the Productive Mompreneur Show. I'm your host, Jaquela Lynn. Let's dive right in. I'm super excited because we've got another one of my faves here today, and you've already heard her at the Mommy Con, and you saw her at the Mommy Con, and you got to experience what life is like when you are talking to and dealing with a human experience coach. Listen, I learned so many new things during the Mommy Con because I had no idea what a human experience coach was. But what I do know is that I know Maria Malik and she has shown me firsthand what it's like to live fully with your senses. And so I'm going to let Maria come on here and introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about herself as a human experience coach and author and speaker and all those amazing things. And tell us a little bit about your family. Wow. That, what a great intro. Thank you. And on the mommy con, I didn't have all this hair going on. So this is just another example of me experiencing my life out loud with a whole bunch of color. And uh, thank you so much, Jaquela, for this opportunity. I just love talking about what I do because I want people to get excited about living again. Yes. I think we're, we're married to our agendas and our tasks and, you know, checking things off our list. And we're not really experiencing what we're, we were created for. Uh, so that's what I'm all about. And I have five children and I dabbled a little bit in homeschooling at one time, but I realized after three years, it wasn't my gift. Okay. My kids still flourished. I believe that the homeschooling that we did do was a great foundation for who they are now. And what my big thing, I was a stay-at-home mom the whole time. And 27 years ago, I had my first child. And what I really liked doing with my family was cultivating their individuality. If you have more than one child, I didn't treat them all the same. They all kind of got disciplined according to their own personality. And of course, it took a little while for us to figure that out. And then when we did that, I get complimented today from people who say, wow, all your kids are so different. And I really like that about them because we are all individuals. Mm -hmm. And as a human experience coach is all about trial and error. There really is no right or wrong way about it. You got to find your own flow and you can't look at other people. I mean, sure, you can look at other people for examples, 
but you want to be your own person and bring out that inner child. And at age 58, and with this whole new hairdo thing going on, that's my inner child coming out. I was raised very strict and, you know, things had to be done a certain way. And I think a lot during my life, I rebelled. And I want people to find their inner self before they turn 58 or before their end days. And my family, I mean, we have so much fun. And um, I tried everything, everything natural wellness. And there was even a time I turned all the kids orange because I used to juice 50 pounds of carrots a week. 50 pounds. Can you imagine? 50, I mean, the work that went in, then the fighting to get, and then they turned orange. So that's one of my little advices. Don't juice 50 pounds of carrots a week and feed it to your family because you're all turned orange. But I'm, I'm just joking. I mean, that's a true story, but. Um, so my family has been a, an experiment, a human experience experiment. And, um, we just tried all kinds of things. I learned something new and then, you know, I'd get to the kitchen table. Okay. You guys, we're going to try this now, or we're going to try that. And I encouraged my children to get dirty to get their hands in the dirt, to make things with their hands, to use their imagination. And now where I am in my life, I am, I've turned it into a profession. I love you know, it. You can help people find their flow. So many people are uncomfortable with going outside their box and experiencing things and trying new flavors and trying new colors and new clothes and going somewhere where they never thought they would go, um, going to museums, going to botanical gardens, going to experiential exhibits, um, and not just sticking to the same old, same old. We, ha we have so much in life that we have at our fingertips that were created for our enjoyment. Absolutely. Creator. You know, it's in the word creator. So a lot of what I do is helping people consciously create their life. And it could mean unlearning everything they learned. It could be overcoming trauma, grief, abuse, addiction. And the first part is stepping outside that box. And um, I, I just love it. I feel like I'm five-year-old every day and every day I hop out of bed excited. You know, <laughs> I may have an agenda, but then I'm like, okay, well, if it doesn't go according to plan, something better is planned by the creator. That's and good. I, I live by that. Cool. I love it. I love everything that you said. So let me just start with for our listeners, because some people may see this and some people may only hear it. 
you have got to go and visit Maria's page because she is absolutely gorgeous, rocking the multicolor locks right now. I mean, her, her makeup, her hair, her clothes is so colorful. It's so full of life. And you can only understand it if you see her. And so make sure y'all go check her out. I'll put her link in the show notes so you can see it. And we'll give it to you at the end for sure. But I want to make sure you connect with Maria and see what living through your full senses, living life with your full senses and enjoying it and letting, letting the inner child come out. Like that is so important. When I was teaching one of my courses, I remember we had a specific week that we only talked about what the inner child would do. If we could be our inner child again, what would we be? And a lot of times we forget about that and we set that aside, you know, we have to do what society says, which is grow up, go to college, get in debt, go to work, get married, buy a house, get in some more debt, get some cars and get in some more debt. <laughs> and then you retire and you die. And I'm like, that is so boring. <laughs> and I think that's probably one of the reasons why you and I connected so well. My first experience with Maria, you all, we were at a book launch, right? It was a book launch. We were at a book launch and we were two of the authors out of the 10 to 15 authors there. So we had our own booths and I had on some colorful peacock earrings. <laughs> they had all these different blues and pinks and greens and yellows. And she came over to me and we introduced ourselves and she whispered in my ear and she said, don't be surprised if them earrings end up in my purse by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that point that I said, I like her because my earrings were fly <laughs> and she, she acknowledged it. And from there we clicked. And so I like when people get to be who they are. And Maria is an example of just being authentically you connecting with the real you, with the you that God created you to be, not just who society tried to mold you to be because society molds us into like some boring old Mount Rushmore looking statue type people like <laughs> and that is not us right <laughs> so Maria I loved everything you were saying about including your kids on this journey I laughed so hard I had to put it on mute over here when I started laughing about you turning the kids orange because I can think of all the experiments we've done in this house um but what I really want to hear is as a mom because you mentioned you stayed at home the whole time how did you actively be a mom, a wife, and still take care of Maria? Well, I had to develop that because, you know, there's no manual that comes with being a mom and we're having our own experience. And, mm -hmm. and that's just the thing. And I did surround myself with other moms and we traded ideas and I, I tried different things. And so most of the time they just didn't work. And it's really important to get in touch with the inner healer, the, the creator. I live by two Bible quotes. Greater is he that lives in me than lives in the world and death and life in the power of the tongue. And 
when I come across a hard time, I just have to remember greater is he that lives in me than lives in the world that, whoa, I forgot. I don't have to do it. I don't have to figure it out. And that everything that comes out of our mouth is either creating life or destroying life. And it was really easy once you grasp those two things. Mm -hmm. When you feel like you're alone and you can't do it and it's too hard and you just remember, oh yeah, I got something greater in me that can figure it out for me and guide me along the way. And just teaching my kids by example and explaining why I'm doing things, not just go do that, explaining why we do that. And that makes a whole lot of difference because if a kid is just doing things because you told them and they don't really understand it, then they're really going to have a hard time doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, another way that I was really productive and because, you know, five kids, I delegated. Yeah. You got to delegate. And then every moment is a teaching moment. My kid, I spent a lot of time in the kitchen because I made everything from scratch, everything from scratch. So if I'm spending all the time- She can cook, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Go so ahead. Every, so making all this stuff by scratch, I was in the kitchen all the time, literally pregnant, barefoot in the kitchen all the time. So the kitchen table was the activity table. When I just had my first son, he loved trucks. So I'd have a, a big box with flour in it and his trucks. And he was building construction sites in this at the kitchen counter while I was doing stuff. And now he actually works for a construction company. So it, it was no surprise for us. And then when I, if I'm cooking, then it's a teaching opportunity. They can learn how to cook. They can learn how to measure. They can learn how to um, eye things up yeah. and, and, and see, and, and my son who works for this construction company, you know, everyone is staking things out and he does so much by his senses and by eye. Mm -hmm. And I really believe this sensorial living is the way we were created. We were given emotions. We were given all our senses. Why aren't we using them? Right. Why are we just using them like to detect bad things? We need to use them to live our everyday life. And how do we exercise all those things by using them, using our noses, using our ears? Um, my husband has this incredible hearing. He works with machinery and and vibration and stuff like that. So he has to be really attuned to, with his body to sense all these things. So, and it's the same with us in motherhood. You know, why is it that we can hear a child screaming across the yard or in another room of the house because we're in tune? Right. And I just think after a while, so many of us have lost that that I'm just reintroducing it. And um, the, the productivity is 
you get the kids involved in everything. You clean a room faster, you cook a meal quicker, you clean up the dishes quicker, the laundry. My now 18-year-old baby, I taught him how to do his laundry when he was six. I haven't done his laundry since he was six years old. Maybe if he asks me to throw in a load here and there, but he does it, does it on his own, folds it, puts it away, you know. So delegation is a big thing. We moms, we don't have to do it all. And I found out I really like having them do it. Oh, there was a 10-year span of time I did not empty the dishwasher. Did not empty the dishwasher. Listen, that is so good. First of all, kudos to you because I'm only going on year two of not uh, emptying the dishwasher and I love it. (laughs) I still load it because I'm very particular about the way I want it loaded, but I do not unload dishwasher at all. I don't get the clothes out of the dryer. I might put the load in, but the kids handle the rest. So I'm with you on that. I speak with so many moms and they're overwhelmed and I say, why are you so tired? You know, cause they ask me, why are you so bubbly? How are you so happy? How are you so productive? And I'm like, how come you're not? You got six kids. You should be happy like me, you know? And they're like, I got six kids. That's why I'm not happy. I'm, and I'm like, I start to talk to them and I find out they're doing everything. They're washing the clothes. They're washing the dishes. They're doing all the grocery shopping. They're doing all the cooking. They're doing everything. And I sat down with one of my clients recently. And I said, you have too many kids for you to be that tired. And it wasn't a slap towards her for having so many kids. By all means, be fruitful and multiply, sister. What I'm saying is they are old enough for you to delegate to them and remove some of the load off of your back. I can understand if you have six kids under the age of three or something, which is crazy, but (laughs) uh, I'm just throwing that number out. But I'm just saying, if you have all those kids under the age of three or four, then I can understand you taking on the the heavy load. But even then, if if your husband or significant other is still a part of your life and their lives, then they should be taking on some of the work too. And, you know, so I sat down with my client and I told her this and I'm like, start delegating. Write out a list of all the things you do every day. And she wrote out the list and the list was long. And I was like, do you really have to wash clothes every day? (laughs) I understand washing dishes every day, but clothes every day, everybody's clothes, a family of eight. And she's like, well, yeah. And I said, those kids are old enough to wash their own clothes. And they're old enough to fold their own clothes. And it might look a mess, but so what? As long as they fold it and they put it up, they'll get better over time. And, you know, I remember telling her these things and I said, and use a delivery service for your groceries. Like if you can't make it to the grocery store, use a delivery service, you know? And so we laid out some simple things that she could delegate. She's like, I can't afford a housekeeper. I'm like, I bet you, you can. She got a housekeeper once a month. She ordered her groceries online and she delegated uh, putting the groceries up, putting the dishes up cleaning the kitchen, you know, each kid had their task, which is exactly what I do, and the laundry and cleaning the house. When she wrote out her task list and delegated it, she found out that she had an extra 22 hours a week to herself. That's amazing. Yes, 22 hours that she was spending. That's a lot. 
That's a lot. That's almost a whole day that she was giving up because she was doing everything. And I told her, when you're trying to be every, do everything for everybody, you are failing yourself. And now she is thriving. So I love what you were saying because I'm all about it. Delegation, 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 you know, (laughs) and you seem to have done a great job. And we can hear from what you're saying, your kids are benefiting from this. Like your kids didn't just grow up mom made us eat carrots. Especially for going to college. Um, Another thing I want to say is especially if you have boys, if you make things into a game or a contest, you know, I bet you can't clean this room in 10 minutes and then they do it in 9.5, you know what I mean? (laughs) um, But my children, when they were in college, they said, thank you so much for teaching me how to clean the house, clean a bathroom, because their roommates, their sweet mates didn't know how to do anything. I remember having a conversation with my daughter's friend's mom when she was a senior and she was telling me how she, you know, folds her clothes, does her laundry, puts it away. I go, are you kidding me? (laughs) She doesn't know how, oh, she'll figure it out. I said, figure it out. You got to teach her how to do that. There was a, there was another time my boys love to dress themselves. Mm-hmm. There was another time we were at a lacrosse game and I, and my son was nine at the time. And we, I was at the fence talking to a dad. And I said, you know, if my son didn't have this particular color sneaker, I wouldn't know who he was on the field because they all look the same. And he <laughs> says, well, what did you lay out for him this morning? And like my head, just about snapped off. I said, lay out. I said, are we talking about nine-year-olds or three-year-olds? He says, oh, well, my, my wife lays out his clothes. I said, I haven't laid out my son's clothes since he was four years old. I said, I have no idea what he's wearing today. It was just a realization to me, like you said, that the moms feel that they have to do everything and, and you get that kind of control complex too, that then nothing is ever right, you know, yeah. and that we have to plan everything, orchestrate everything, facilitate everything. That's just too much for my brain. It I is. And it's exhausting. And it's like and mentally exhausting. Yeah. I, I look at it like my God created us as a family of five in my house. Therefore, the duties of this house are split up five ways. Now, I might be the one who tells everybody who's going to do what. I might be the one with the white glove walking around like this is not clean. But guess what? I don't reclean it. I make them perfect their skills, you know, like, okay, you messed up this time. Let's see how you can redo it this time. Let me show you a better way. You know, my my oldest son, he's 10 now when he sweeps the floor. He does an absolutely terrible job. (laughs) I do not go behind him, nor does my husband. What we do is show him on a small portion of the floor. This is how you should do it. And I remember we had to show him about five or six times before it finally clicked. One, 
they're going to make me keep doing this over and over again until I get it right. And two, oh, their way is better, you know? And so we taught him that. And now he sleeps, he sweeps the floor pretty good now, unless he's tired or something, but you know, it's, it's more so about teaching them. Like you said, these skills now, you know, our kids go to school and sometimes they graduate and they have no idea how to live life. <laughs> no idea how to grocery stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we teach our kids those basic things. And so I, I salute you for that because I know that when I was in college, one of my roommates, and I love her to pieces to this day, but she was so messy. And I'm like, how are you living over there in that dumpster? And she was like, it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, it bothers me. And you can smell it from the hallway, you know? So, <laughs> and, and it was just like, those are certain things that I feel like every parent should teach their kids. Yeah. And I think another important aspect and my dad taught me this, my parents were great, is you have to edify your children because no matter what, the biggest thing to them is, well, if I made a mess, are you still going to love me? Right. You still want me. And, you know, using your teaching your son sweeping in the kitchen I'm sure you you do this, but I would be like, you know, you're doing a great job, but let me show you a better way or a more efficient way or a way that you could do it quicker because, you know, kids want to do it quick and be one and done. Um, But the edification part is really important. So I'm just adding that to what you already said. And and that is good because a lot of people, I hear people yell at their kids, you're so dumb. And I'm like, ah, like that, you know, or are you stupid? And I'm like, those are bad words. Like those are bad words in our house. We don't use those words, you know? And so even today, my son was doing his writing practice because my kids are homeschooled right now. And my youngest son, my four-year-old, he was doing his writing practice and he says, mommy, I finished my homework. It's a little messy. I made some mistakes. Is it okay though that I made mistakes? And I said, yes, honey, it's okay that you made mistakes. This is part of life. We make mistakes. The point is you gave it your all and you finished it. And that is what's important. And his big brothers were watching us and listening and they're like, oh, so my six-year-old thought, well, I'm just scribbled through mine. I said, no, now you're old enough. <laughs> you tried it. And, I, and then I showed him, you know, why he messed up. And I said, you know what? You probably could write neat, but you're holding your pencil wrong. So we had an opportunity for a learning experience again this morning. And like, they felt comfortable making mistakes with me because they knew that I wasn't going to rip their heads off or degrade them, you know. My middle son said yesterday, he was just so grateful that his mommy and daddy loves him so much. He has both of his parents, you know? And so he's getting older. He's seeing what some other children are going through. And I was just so thankful that the impact we're making is a good one. And so hearing your story, I'm like, you know, when my kids are in their twenties, maybe they'll be like, yeah, mom, you did a good job. Dad, you did a good job. Well, and then the other thing for productivity with the kids is making sure that they do things on their age level. Don't expect your four-year-old to do what your 10-year-old can do. 
I think that's a big mistake I've seen with um, other parenting practices is giving your child too much to do. Now, I love to read. The brain just fascinates me. So I read a lot of stuff about the brain when I was raising the children. And, you know, we really need to get them locked into this good programming by age seven, you know, and not have as much screen time. And, you know, when I was raising my kids, we didn't have screen time. We had VHS videos and things like that. They didn't even have computers then. So they, I, I really feel fortunate that they grew up really grassroots. Yeah. And then to answer your question from earlier, how do I find time for myself? Fortunately, I have a husband who allowed me to go out with my friends and um, go on trips. I went on to conventions and retreats and things of that nature. So I never really lacked the opportunity for my own self-care, even if it was taking the bath. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to force that hand, especially if I'm home all day and the house is clean, no one's dead, no one got lost, <laughs> no one's hurt, um, everything's in working order, we should be able to do that. Right. And if that's our- good. Kudos to your husband because we are great. We, we are blessed to have great husbands who want us to have that best quality life. So I love that. You mentioned how important reading is, and I know that you have a book, but let's tell our re- our listeners a little bit about your book. Thank you. It's called Dare to Declare. And really it's based on that scripture, death and life and the power of the tongue. And I, it was a goal of mine during COVID. And that's when I got it published. And it's basic, it's a simple book. And I'm not ashamed to say that it's a great bathroom book because you can open up to greet the day and then there's an intention for the day. And I found that once you overcome yourself in the morning, then you basically set yourself up for a great day. And it's a simple book. From, it's fun. It was fun for me to create because there's beautiful four color photos in there. And actually, I greet the day and then it, it says what it is. Um, it, w- it was great fun to, to write and it's a great gift. So as she mentioned, you know, death and life truly are in the power of the tongue. And we have to watch what we're saying, what we're declaring over our lives, just period. You know, our our mind and our tongue have to be in alignment with the will of God and the plans that God has for our lives. So I will definitely put the link to your book in the show notes as well, because you all go grab her book. You want to get some of this goodness and learn how to declare with your mouth, the things you want to see happen in your life. So you are a coach, you're an author, you're a speaker. What is next for Maria? Ooh, that's exciting. I have some great plans. I am looking to get a bed and breakfast that is really going to be more than a bed and breakfast. I want it to be a house for retreats 
for everyone who steps through the door gets healed on some level. And we're going to have classes there. And it's just going to be a resource center for people to fill their buckets again, get in touch with the inner healer, learn how to speak life into their lives and into their family and friends. And um, I'm really excited about it because I really do see it in the very near future. Listen, I'm super excited for that. We will be definitely collaborating on that. Listen, y'all, so you get ready because when her bed and breakfast is open, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over to support and I hope you all will come over, fly in wherever you are and come and support, join in. Maybe we'll have some more of the mommy con type of events over there, you know, because I cannot wait to see y'all in person. (laughs) So Maria, I'm so, I'm, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the example that you give us, um, because when you told me you were 58, I didn't believe it. Um, (laughs) you look good and you live life in a way that is encouraging for others. And so I am grateful that you lead by example for not just your family, but for those of us who get an opportunity to know you or even follow you on social media, you're very authentic and it's awesome. I appreciate that. Yes. And likewise, Thank you, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. I really oh, yeah. believe that. Yes. So tell the people, where can they find you? Uh, Rao, well, on social media, I don't do Twitter. I do Facebook. Uh, really enjoying my Instagram account called Center of the Universe, Y-O Universe. And that's really where I like to go. I'm starting to play around with reels and my website is youhealyounow.com because we really do heal ourselves and living experientially is probably the best medicine you can do for yourself and just look me up on social media I, I love when you reach out and I would love to talk with anyone who feels like they need a little more feeling in their life awesome so again i'll post all of her links inside of the show notes go check her out on social media check out her website and order her book and when you message her on instagram let her know you heard her on the productive mompreneur show Maria, I am so grateful for you joining me here today. Thank you for just pouring into our mom community because they needed to hear this. We talk about mental health. We talk about exercise and all of that stuff. But if you are not focused on the experience of life based on the way God created it, man, you're missing out, ladies. So Take notes, go back and listen and make sure you are following her so you can truly experience life the way she teaches you to do it with your full senses. I love it. So Maria, have an amazing day. I look forward to just connecting more. Of course, you are stuck with me, sister. Um, (laughs) And to all my amazing listeners, have an amazing day and go do something productive. Peace.
Hey, thanks for listening to the Productive Mompreneur Show. If you enjoyed today's episode and found value in it, it would mean a lot to me if you share your biggest takeaway in your Instagram stories and tag at Jaquela Lynn. That'll help me help you through these podcast episodes. And while we're helping people, you can take one minute to rate, review, subscribe, and share with other people who you think might enjoy this. To learn how to work with me directly or get access to my tips, freebies, and trainings, be sure to head over to JaquelaLynn.com. Put slash community if you want to join my Facebook community. I'm Jaquela Lynn. Thanks for adding me to your to-do list. Now go do something productive. You already know. Go play.